The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, wherever you are around the world. I'm so glad that you're able to join NUMA Podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. For it is written... I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that in the wisdom of God the world by wisdom knew not God, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, and the Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. Join me as I pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you today for yet another privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. And Father, I ask nothing but inspiration today as I bring your word to your people. Inspire thou my voice today, the sound of my voice, as it goes out there to comfort, to reach out to your people, wherever they may be. And Lord, I pray in equal manner, that you will illuminate the understanding of my people, of your people, so that together we can be able to understand, to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today. Thank you once again for answering these prayers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Twisted Cross of the Christ. The Twisted Cross of the Christ. As we approach the cyclical commemoration of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I am constrained in this podcast to reflect on the cross of the Christ. 
This is imperative because the essence of the cross of the Christ can so easily be lost on us. And I reckon that there is no better time than now to pierce our conscience about the subject of the cross. To do that, we must first take a cognitive critical look at the superimposed icon of the Christian faith, and that's the cross. Although the cross has become the most notable insignia of the Christian faith world over, it was not the case prior to the graphic death, burial, and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, just as the disciples were first nicknamed Christians afterward, and that's in Acts chapter 11, verse 19 to 26. Now, the Encyclopedia Britannica has so much to say about this prominent emblem. It suggests that the cross forms were used as symbols, religious or otherwise, long before the Christian era. But it is not always clear whether they were simply marks of identification or possession or were significant for belief and worship. The symbol, however, was not something to be proud of, at least not until the conversion of the Roman Emperor Constantine of Constantinople in the 4th century. Having established the historical inference of the cross, let us move on to the crux of this podcast, which is the twisted cross of the Christ. Each year, Many people within the Christian faith community commemorate the period leading to the crucifixion and subsequent resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it is no different in 2021. But the question I seek to address in this podcast is this. If the cross truly represents something of importance to the Christian faith, then what does it mean to you? Who is listening to this podcast? Many people who are not necessarily Christians wear crosses for different reasons. But for you who have believed in Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, does the cross remind you of the finished work of Calvary or just another eccentric ornament? For the child of God, the cross not the material representation, is something enigmatic in that it projects a very powerful insight into why Jesus Christ had to die such a horrible death in the first place. And such unfathomable knowledge should make a lasting impression on a serious child of God. There is no way of understanding this all-important aspect of the cross of the Christ without following Jesus through his life, death, burial, and resurrection. Only then can one truly know the salvific message and able to share it to the rest of the people of this world. When Jesus Christ walked on this planet in flesh, 
he summoned his would-be followers to take up their crosses if they must qualify as authentic disciples. He said in the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 24 to 26, Those who want to come with me must say no to the things they want, pick up their crosses and follow me. Those who want to save their lives, we lose them. But those who lose their lives for me will find them. What good will it do for people to win the whole world and lose their lives? Or what will a person give in exchange for life? Despite the fact that the message of the cross is presented so clearly and succinctly as central to salvation in this invitation, the message of the cross of Christ has been so twisted by many who proclaim them for the very items listed out in Matthew chapter 16, verse 24 to 26. Here in this passage, we note that anyone interested in following Jesus Christ must say no to the things they want. This means that the desire to please God must supersede what is wanted. Secondly, the individual wanting to follow Christ must pick up their crosses and follow. Remember that the cross in this passage is not the beautifully crafted crosses we see celebrities adorn themselves with or those one on display shelves in the ornament stores on our high streets. It practically means the devastating and terrible cost that Jesus Christ had to pay in order that we might be redeemed. That's right. That is what it means to the primary listeners of Jesus Christ. Then and now to us. Sadly, the message of the cross has been twisted not by those who do not believe in Jesus Christ, but by those who do. My brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, any gospel devoid of the message of the cross of the Christ is a twisted gospel that must be resisted at all costs. If you are serious about going to heaven, if you are serious about following Jesus Christ, if you are serious in what you do, with God. This is because the cross of the Christ is the fundamental rallying point of the entire gospel and we need not polish it, manipulate it, or brush over its brutality. To be true followers of Jesus Christ, we cannot place ourselves in that place where we pick and choose the types of the crosses we wish to carry. The cross of the Christ is not what we can craft by ourselves and make it short when we please and make it long when we wish. It is simply rugged, heavy, and sometimes shameful. The good news is this. The cross of the Christ is also the cross of our obedience to Christ in the midst of the trials and tribulations that 
this life throws at us or throws us into. Choosing to become a disciple is a conscious choice to pick up the cross of the Christ and follow him to Calvary. No wonder the Apostle Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 3 verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. At other times, we are compelled by circumstances to bear the cross of the Christ without consciously choosing to do so. These are times when disasters happen, such as death in the family, family breakdown, breakdown of relationship, unexpected loss of livelihood, and the hard issues of life. But brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, on those occasions, you must not panic by it because the cross of the Christ is a part of the package of following Jesus Christ. In Matthew 27 verse 32, we read of a gentleman named Simon of Cyrene who was compelled to carry the cross of the Christ. There is no record in the Bible that he refused to carry the cross. He accepted to bear the cross of the Christ first because he was present at the scene. If you decide to be a Christian, it means you are at the scene of something unique and of something that is beyond your own comprehension and the cross might be passed on to you because you are at the scene. This is NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. Taking up your cross is an act of obedience and an internal impulse to trust in Jesus Christ above everything else. Mitigating situations may suggest that you run, that you run away. But brothers and sisters, the love of Jesus Christ will constrain you to do the right thing by picking up the cross of the Christ in obedience to Christ. The third thing is this, a crossbearer must not seek to save his or her own life because in doing so, you lose your life. That's what the scripture says. Our key text today, and that is 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 to 24, laid the foundation of what was the persuasive core of the Apostle Paul's gospel and why he was totally sold out to the cause of the cross of the Christ. The cross of the Christ characterized his message and it was what distinguish his message from all the others. Paul's message of the cross of the Christ resulted in the first church council of Jerusalem. Furthermore, Paul accentuated the word cross at least 10 times in his writings as mechanism of torture and as an important theme in his letters. This is because he understood the crucifixion of Jesus Christ to be the result of 
persecution and violence and the eventual destruction of the human life and dignity. These are the reasons why he asserted in verses 18 to 20 of the same key text that we're reading today that the message about the cross is nonsense to those who are being destroyed but it is God's power to us who are being saved. Scripture says, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will reject the intelligence of the intelligent people. Where is the wise person? Where is the scholar? Where is the persuasive speaker of our time? Hasn't God turned the wisdom of the world into nonsense? Here, my brothers and sisters, Paul makes a powerful proposition of the great divide that exists between mankind. Those who do not accept the preaching of the cross of the Christ and those who do. In other words, the cross unifies but also divides. And as I mentioned earlier, these divisions not only exist between believers and non-believers, but sadly between believers who purposefully twist the cross of the Christ so as to propagate the gospel that is acceptable to them and their listeners on their own terms and condition. On the other hand, the preaching of the gospel of the cross of the Christ is illogically senseless to those who, as he said, would be destroyed unless they came to the knowledge of the truth that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior of the world. In all of this, Paul was pointing out to the primary audience the folly of their intellectual capacities as Romans who though were great thinkers and philosophers and the Jews who were custodian of Abrahamic faith and yet reject the message of the cross of the Christ simply because it did not make logical sense to the Romans and did not meet the messianic expectation of the Jews. It is important to bear in mind at this point that the primary character of human wisdom is an effort always to reject God or twist his word. This is aptly demonstrated in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 to 5 when the old serpent in the promise of wisdom to the woman twisted God's command. In the dialogue between the woman and the serpent, the serpent said, Did God really say you must never eat the fruit of any tree in the garden? The woman answered the snake, Well, we are allowed to eat the fruit from any tree in the garden except the tree in the middle of the garden. God said you must never eat it or touch it. If you do, you will die you certainly won't die. That's the twist in the conversation. The snake told the woman, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be open. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. You see here, my brothers and sisters, God's words was abysmally twisted by the serpent, and as you can imagine, 
the wisdom that is not of God always appeal to the humankind as they try in vain to challenge God. Yet the Apostle Paul calls this foolishness as it would always lead to misery, suffering, and eventual death, which we are all suffering today as a result. So to simply put, Paul was saying to his audience that the cross of the Christ exposed the bankruptcy in all human wisdom, even if it doesn't make sense, as sense in itself is human. Verse number 21 to 24 of our key text says, The world with its wisdom was unable to recognize God in terms of his own wisdom. So God decided to use the nonsense of the good news we speak to save those who believe. Jews ask for miraculous signs and Greek look for wisdom. But our message is that Christ was crucified, simple and short. That was Paul's message. He summed it all. In these verses, it's clear. It's a clear message that God was not going to grant these two divisions their heart desires. That is miraculous signs for the Jews and wisdom for the Greek as none of those can buy them salvation. Working out complex logics doesn't work with the almighty God's principle and that is the reason why he uses nonsense of the good news we speak to save those who believe. The only message that saves is the authentic message of the cross of the Christ and nothing else, no matter how much the story is twisted. It's sad today that the Christians in the global south are suffering from syncretism and the codic gospel and also the gospel of prosperity have eaten deep into the fabric of the churches in the global south and then in the global north you have the problem of liberalism a gospel of intellect without the power none of these can bring us to god we do need to know that the only thing that can bring us right at the table of god or at the center of god's plan is believing that jesus christ died, was buried, he resurrected on the third day, and that is the message of the cross of the Christ. The Apostle Paul summed everything up nicely in verse number 24 of 1 Corinthians chapter 1. But to those Jews and Greek who are called, he is Christ, God's power and God's wisdom, though the cross of the Christ was distasteful, demeaning, and do not meet any criteria of human wisdom and expectation, yet it remains the absolute power and the wisdom of God for salvation of all those who would accept the gift of God to the world, whether Jews or Gentiles, black or white people, 
all and sundry. There is only one message of hope, and that is recorded in John chapter 1 verse 12. Here is what it says, But to as many as did receive and welcomed him, he gave the authority, that means power, that means privilege, that means right to become the children of God. That is to those who believe in and adhere to and trust in him and rely on his name. That the foolishness that the Bible talk about, the foolishness that the Apostle Paul lived for is the foolishness of the cross of the Christ. So, my brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, this is only possible through foolishness of the cross of the Christ. And this is the story of the twisted cross of Christ. I pray today, brothers and sisters, that the Lord God will expatiate this gospel to your hearing so that you can understand exactly what he's saying to you today. Until you and I will meet again sometimes in the presence of the Lord who we all have come to know and to love. God bless you. And let us pray. Dear Lord, I thank you today that we have come to the end of this podcast and I pray God that your Holy Spirit will bring this word alive in the life of the listeners of this podcast and Father God that above all things we will know that though the, the cross appear foolish that it is indeed the wisdom of God manifest and that we need the Spirit of God to be able to understand what God is saying at this time even as people prepare to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ this year, 2021, in the midst of uh, a terrible pandemic, let us all know that you are still with us, that you have called us to follow you. And I thank you because you still answer prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and soon coming King. Amen.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.